Seattle in the 90s. A tidal wave of iconic music roars out of this sleepy city and launches a pop culture revolution. Here's a story you haven't heard. Let the Kids Dance is a new podcast about the rise and fall of Seattle's teen dance ordinance, the law that made it illegal for young people to go to concerts. Listen to Let the Kids Dance from KUOW and the NPR Network. This is Sound of Vision on KEXP. Chicago-based artist Namdi is known for his genre-clashing albums. His songs will often bring together elements of punk, hip-hop, electronic music, and more, all fused together with Namdi's infectious and enthusiastic spirit. He and KEXP's Dusty Henry sat down to dig into Namdi's all-time favorite albums to get a better understanding of his musical DNA. So since we last talked, we talked about around your 2020 album, Brat, and in that three years, a lot has happened yes. in general, um, but for you in particular, you've put out a bunch of different EPs, a punk EP called Black Plight. Looney Tunes inspired record called Crazy Carl. A German bass EP called Are You Happy? There's just an incredible spread of styles and genres in those records. But you've been kind of known to jump around in different styles. So I guess coming from off of all that, where did you want to take your art with this latest record? Uh, please have a seat. I wanted to make stuff that was more, that felt more communal. I think a lot of what I naturally gravitate towards might be jarring to a lot of people and maybe isolates people just because that's how I feel a lot of the time. <laughs> so it just comes through in a lot of stuff I make. So I think I've been trying to get away from that isolation and make more, make things that are more uniting people in a more positive way. Just like kind of uniting people in art rather than like splitting it apart into different groups, <laughs> which I think I think both can be cool. I love making like super abrasive stuff that's like isolating and weird and stuff that's just for a certain group of people. You know, like I feel like there's beauty in all of it. But this past record, I I was thinking about how to get my point across in the quickest way possible. I just think life is unsettling. Like, there's so. I want to bring people together, but I want people to, like, be able to sit in their discomfort. Because I feel like when you sit in your discomfort, that's when you can really think about things in, like, a proactive way. Like, if everything's just easy for you, you're not gonna. You're not gonna have a good. Like, a big influence. You're not gonna do things that are outside of the norm if you're always comfortable, you know? So I think people should just embrace feeling uncomfortable because that's where like big change big change comes from kind of curious to like learn more about your personal taste um so before we got together i asked you to send over a list of some of your favorite records it was so hard <laughs> <laughs> i have so many favorite records well, the first album you had on the list was Mars Volta's Francis the Mute, um, which oh, I was man. very excited to see. 
When did you first encounter that record? Oh my god, I had to be either early high school or like end of middle school. I put it on in my room, and I remember I had the lights off, and I was like about to turn the lights on, and then like the song came in, and I was like, oh my god, and I just laid in my bed in the dark and like listened to the album all the way through and had like a spiritual experience. I was just like, I didn't know that you could do any of this. Like, I had so many questions after. I'm a drummer, so like when I heard that album, like a lot of what I was focusing on were the drums, and that made me go on a very deep dive to be like, who played drums on this? What? Who are these people? Changed my life for sure. Like, absolutely changed my life. This is a cool album too, because like. Kind of like what you're talking about with your latest record. Like it feels like it brings a lot of different styles together. There's prog, jazz, salsa, ambient even. But it feels very like unified. Yeah, it's beautiful. Beautiful chaos. Yeah. And so next on your list was kind of going the opposite direction was, was Molly Drake's I Remember. Yeah. We tramped the open moorland in the rainy April weather. That whole record... I remember putting it on and just the crackle of like the old timey recordings that was just immediately warmed my soul but the lyrics on that is what I love the most there's a line where she's at the end of the song I remember where she says I thought that we were we but we were you and me when I had thought that we That whole song is about how she's with a person and they're together and the both time they're having two opposite experiences. Like she's having such a good time and like being positive and the person she's with only sees like the dark negative things about what's going on. And she's like, we were never like really together because you're always kind of in your darkness. And yeah, (laughs) it's so good. It's such a good record. And I think that whole record spoke to me because I think I do that sometimes where I'm not fully present, which is a lot of what my rec- new record is about is trying to acknowledge moments where I was present and just like appreciate them. So I think that's why that record resonates with me a lot. Just <laughs> Mostly that song. Next up on your list was Busta Rhymes' apocalyptic album, Extinction Let's Level. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I put this album on in the car, it's dangerous. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'll put it on in a school zone and I'll be somehow going 90 miles per hour. And I gotta be like, oh no! <laughs> it's that type of album. It just gets me so pumped. The intro, or the second track, which is like kind of the intro, he's just like listing off cities. He's like, everybody, wah! It's like so, it gets me so hyped. Yeah, Buster Rhymes is a legend just in his visual choices too. Like his music videos were I was always obsessed with because he loved the fisheye lens. He always had like great props. But just his delivery, there's no one is like a singular, like unique person. Like no one delivers like him. Just so unique, so funny, but still like 
super heavy. Like, <laughs> super... I don't know. It just makes me want to throw shit. I'm sorry. So you can, you can swear. Oh, I can swear? Yeah. Shit butt poop fart. Yeah, baby, what a surprise. Do you something make it fucking roll over your eyes? All my people getting money capitalized. Die, little small guy, we on the rise. And it's got Give Me Some More on it, like the classic. So good. Such a good record. And it's an interesting record, too, because, like, obviously it's got this whole apocalyptic theme going on, but, you know, end of the world, everything. But I also, there's a sense of him having a lot of fun. Oh, he has the most, he had the most fun, like, in the studio. I don't think there's any other rapper that sounds like they're enjoying themselves as much as him while he's performing, which I love. Like, it's palpable. He's having a good time. And he's, he knows he's so good. He, he's like, he knows that there's no one like him. And you can tell every time he gets on the microphone, he's just like, yep, one of a kind. And I love that. That's that type of energy I'm trying to bring all the time. And obviously, yeah, you have like a ton of like hip hop influence on in your music and you rap as well on your records. I don't really want to be popular. See me on the TV like him. Paparazzi popping up the stair, they barely catch up and the road sign to wear to match the hamper. Here's a house for chandeliers. Celebrities surrounding me everywhere. I don't really want to be famous. I just want a million blue faces. Are you drawing inspiration from Buster Rhymes like when you're rapping? That's another thing where it's not like... I'm not actively thinking about it, but it's there, you know? Yeah, it definitely, it leaks over. Like, all the things I like leak over and and create something that's like an amalgamation of all of them, you know? Actually, that kind of goes nicely into the next one where I thought maybe I saw some similarities. Some 41s, does this look infected? So, let's talk. Now we're getting into the good stuff. Now we're getting into the nitty gritty. This album is probably my favorite album for really? for a few reasons. For a few reasons, um, <laughs> when I started learning drums, obviously you're not going to be able to play all of the freaky stuff. You're going to want to play like these regular beats, like play D beat punk beats is like the first couple things people learn. And this album, I feel like combined the like easiness of like kind of like pushed me into being able to play drums it was like a gateway from being like uh, a beginner to like getting intermediate like playing along to this record also all killer no filler both some 41 albums i would play along to these because they're so fun to play you didn't have it wasn't like super technical but it was like super pocket and super fun and all the parts fit the song so well so yeah just special place in my heart because i like learn drums to these songs and I just love them. They're so catchy. They're like, to me, underrated. <laughs> underrated band. Like that album, every song is so catchy. Yeah, it'd been like a minute. I think we're probably about like the same age or close to. And like, I remember this. This was a monumental record of like youth. I hadn't listened to it in a long time. I threw it on this morning. Oh my God, it holds up. It holds up. <laughs> it's still so good. And I know there's like a lot of, there's like a lot of overlap with like hip hop people trying to do pop punk. And a lot of it sounds super like processed and cheesy. But then you go listen to this. There's still like the element of cheese, but it's like so, it's so organic. Like it's so organically cheesy. 
and they shred. It's heavy too. It's like super heavy. The recordings sound great. It's dope. I love it. <laughs> Unashamed, one of my favorite albums of all time for sure. Let's keep going through these. Um, another classic record, uh, Lauren Hill's Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Classic. The album was always on on the radio. They were always playing the hits. You know you You know the one. Uh, that thing, classic. very catchy very beautiful felt super organic although now i played a pitchfork and lauren hill's sound check made me have to cut my set in half so now i'm like <laughs> mm. <laughs> got a bone to pick the feud uh, begins yeah but she's a legend bringing it to your hometown of chicago we have on your list maps analysis ep you and me in the mountain yes wow that band that drummer I feel like I haven't tried to rip off a drummer so hard in my life as him. Like he he had wood blocks and made me get wood blocks. <laughs> it made me, yeah, I was doing all sorts of stuff to try to like emulate his beats because they were so, it's like a whole percussion section. It's like all the percussion parts working together. And you could tell that they were very influenced by like all sorts of world, world music and from Brazil. And all these other places. Um. I don't know. I just love the catchy songs. I love when a band can be catchy and weird at the same time. Yeah, it's one of my favorite pieces of music. Also, I love Dave from that band. He's so sweet. He sang on my song, Art School Crushed. Next on your list was Queens of the Stone Age, Songs for the Deaf. Yes. Another album I would drum to that was like very pivotal to my drum vocabulary. I think I could drum the whole thing from start to finish. Dave Grohl drumming that one, right? Yeah, so sick. I think it's perfect. It's like kind of eerie in a way. I think Josh Holmes' voice is incredible. Made me want to play guitar too. So yeah, incredible album. Love that, and it's. You know, that record has like kind of a concept record with the radio station theme. Like, is that something? Yeah. Like, (laughs) I didn't even think about that, but yeah, (laughs) it's got the the channels changing through it, which I do a little bit on Please Have a Seat. You know, I wasn't thinking about that, but you know, could have been deep in that brain. Yeah, all these records, (laughs) it's in your DNA now. It is. It is. (laughs) It really is in my DNA. But yeah, that record, I want everyone to just listen to it all the way through. It feels so good. It's like, it's one of my favorite driving records. If I'm driving like, and the road is open, it feels good. It feels real good to listen to. 
And last on your list was uh, Daughter's album Hell Songs. Tell me a bit about this one. <sighs> Jesus Christ. This band, Daughter's is like one of the most unique hardcore bands of all time. The guitars just sound like sound like large mosquitoes being tickled or something like and the drums are so aggressive and so furious it's so good like it's one of the heaviest most interesting intricate albums i've ever heard and the vocals kind of sound like like a like lazy jesus lizard type vocals and amazing amazing drumming amazing songwriting it's yeah there's no band you can really compare it to. Yes, it's been great. Just cool to, I, again, just I love your music and just like always trying to pinpoint like where is this part coming from? And this is a great set of records to like Heck try yeah. to get, <laughs> attempt to get into your brain. I think so. I think, yeah, if anybody wants to get a little glimpse, I feel like these are good ones to listen to. Thank you, Namdi. I appreciate you making the time. Thank you for having me. This is really fun. Yeah. Appreciate you. That was Sound and Vision. Please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. And consider giving a one-time $20 donation to help support this show at kexp.org slash sound. Thanks for listening.